Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Welcome back to Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us. We are going to be in the Second Chronicles. We're going to try to do chapters 8 and 9 tonight. Uh, get your Bibles out. Get your pen and paper out. Just join us for a nice discussion. We're just going to believe what it says and read through it and get started. So, Laura? <laughs> I was uh, wanting to talk to you about King Arthur. And ask you King if you, Arthur is not in the Bible. <laughs> this is that's very true. But I was going to ask you if you if you read no you didn't read any of the Mallory stories no. of King Arthur mm -hmm. and read us. But you, we've watched movies mm -hmm. and we know about I know King about Arthur. King Arthur, but I haven't and, read. And King Arthur is true or false? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be so dumb as to say I think true. Hotly debated. Hotly debated if there was actually a King Arthur, Uther, if there was actually any of that. But it is the stuff of legend. So if you are an English person or you have ancestry in England, he's like, what do you know about like Camelot and King Arthur? What do you think of when somebody says Camelot? Camelot is supposed to be like. You probably think about something different. I think about your, the Kennedys your because yeah. that's what the Kennedys, they were kind of known as Camelot because he was supposed to be the perfect yeah. leader for all times and the perfect wife and the perfect. And they're beautiful. And they're, yeah. They're young handsome and, and they're beautiful rich and, and healthy. And, mm -hmm. and what we know now is about it, the Kennedys it, was that was pretty much all an illusion. Mm hmm. They right. were human, just like the, everybody behind else. the scenes. A lot of other things were happening. A lot of scary things were happening, mm -hmm. but they were beautiful and young. And it was supposed to be like this golden era in American mm -hmm. history of peace, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't turn out that way, but that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And the same way with King Arthur, it was England's heyday. You know, we had a ruler on the throne who was one of the common people who had grown up like a common person who understood and he's going to make things better for everybody not just the very top mm -hmm. and he's going to he's going mm -hmm. to live in honor and mm -hmm. live by a code of ethics and all these kind of things and this is going to be great this is going to be so good the, the knights of the round table were supposed to be and the truth is he may have not existed at all he may have just been a english retelling of david and solomon mm -hmm. some people Could will say mm -hmm. or some people will say there really was one but it wasn't that great and we're going to talk about Solomon today, and the reason I'm bringing this up is Solomon even has a line, I think it's in Ecclesiastes, where he says everybody talks about, and he doesn't say it like this, this paraphrase, but he's like, everybody refers to the past as that's when things were really, really good, the good old days. But he said they weren't the good old days if you lived in the good old days. They were just like we are now. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with Solomon and Camelot and the Kennedys. Right? And, but let me, let me just add this, too, and I'll bring a little Mary Barkas into okay. our story today. She used to laugh when people would say they wanted to live in the good old days. Yeah. Because she came up um, 30s, 40s, 50s, mm -hmm. the early, and, and, you know, she carried her own water, and she had to bring in coal for the fire, and she had to do The bad old days. Yeah. yeah. And she said, everybody wants to go back to the good old days. She said, they aren't good when you... you they have their own your special illusion, problem, right? Your illusion of it or your imagination tells you that it was a great thing, mm -hmm. but it was hard work and you were tired and you didn't have time to go play games. And if you didn't bring in the coal, you didn't get warm that night. I mean, she, she would always but, but say... But how many people other than her, if you asked them, like if you could go into any time of your life, what would you back. go back to? They'd go back. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't go forward. But they'd it's, go back. But it's an imagination and it's an illusion of your mind. You, <clears> every time has its own grief. And mm -hmm. she would, she would, she, uh, we used to laugh about that because she would say, you know, like they even had a flood mm -hmm. once. And I don't know if you remember, but the floor of her porch fell through and she is hanging by her braid. Her a little boy's got her hold on to her. Because she's going to drown. She can't swim because it's flooded. And, 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 and this is the good old mm -hmm. days, she says. So she used to say. So what I think is interesting about that is that has never changed in all of human history. Mm -mm, that the human being says, if I could just go back, mm -hmm. it'd be better. If I could just go back to this time or this golden period of time, and, I'm and then that everything sometimes. would be great. Especially if I could as go people that. pass away, as you go, <clears> think <throat> if I could just go back and redo. No, we're not going back. No, we're not. We're not going that way. And and if if we're honest, and we took an honest look, not that gilded look, right. 
because everything looks right. better. Everything looks better in the yeah. past because you were young and you felt good and you were healthy. Just like mm-hmm. we said about the Kennedys, just you know. But the truth is, what is what is the ultimate is ahead of us, mm-hmm. and here we are in Second uh, Chronicles. Where I hope we get through eight and maybe nine, mm-hmm. and and you have this golden era of Solomon's reign. Now remember, Solomon's reign is a golden era <clears> though <throat> because God he asked. No, for it is. But it is. But, but the he seeds was asked of for it, and that sameness that Solomon understands when he makes that that proclamation in Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. when he says people are always saying how perfect it was, mm-hmm. the seeds are of the sin and the division, and the problems are right here in the golden age. They're right here in Everywhere. chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Now we what's when we go through this and I'm gonna turn back to if anybody wants to mark it now, no, first Kings chapter eleven. Yeah, I've got that marked too. Because we only get partial these books work together. Chronicles and Kings work together. But so the entire but, story you need both. But to Chronicles understand. is or Chronicles is just kind of a summary to get it down for <laughs> history's sake. This is who the kings were, this is when they reigned, mm-hmm. and these are the highlights of what happened and mostly the good things of what happened. Mm-hmm. Because this is they want to remember the good parts of mm-hmm. Jewish history. And you're going to Kings and, and you're Kings, getting a little bit deeper into now what here, here's, here's how the consequences came about, and here's what happened. And, and if you remember, this we wasn't said that, quite as golden as we thought. We said that again. Right? We said that earlier when we were talking about David and Bathsheba and all that in the Chronicles. That's kind of skimmed over a little mm-hmm. bit. All of that. Yeah, but speaking of Solomon, mm-hmm. Solomon also said that when the righteous are in power, mm-hmm. the people rejoice. Mm-hmm. And he said, when the wicked rule, mm-hmm. people groan. Mm-hmm. We know that's true. We know that's true. We know that that's true. That that it's not all that one person that's in leadership's fault. No. You can't put everything. That's what we do today. We blame one person for everything yeah. when things no. are being done by millions. But there is something to the fact that if you have righteous rulers and the blessing of God, how much better. Mm-hmm. And that's why people say, oh, I wish I lived then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they remember rulers. that you had a better leader. You had some example to follow. But we've never had a human king. We've never had a human leader where there wasn't pain, suffering, death. I mean, I heard a, a professor, or Billy Graham said this. Revolution, <clears throat> revelation, not revelation. Um, what's it called? Revolution. What's it called when you when you argue against whatever the ruler's doing? Rebellion. Rebellion. That's the word. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> but there's always that, too. Always that, too. Billy and Graham said what? Billy Graham said, you know... He was being interviewed, and they were bringing up politics. They were bringing up uh, poverty, and they were bringing up wars that were in different places. And they said, which do you think is the biggest problem facing the United States? And he said, none of those. He said, our biggest problems have been our biggest problems since the beginning, which is death and hell. And how are you going to get around that? How are you going to get this body out of the ground? How, How are you going to live forever? That's always been our problem. Mm-hmm. Is the problem of sin, death, and hell. Mm-hmm. And he made That's it just right. very clear. He's like, we keep distracting ourselves with what we think are these other important issues. You got some big problems. Mm-hmm. And there's only one solution, right? Yep, yep. And I say that because even <coughs> if you lived during Solomon's time, you had those problems. Mm-hmm. And, and Solomon is, we talked about the temple being a picture in every way. Mm-hmm of the treasures that are in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And we can we could pick out that, that golden sea, right? Mm-hmm. And and the washing away of the sin. And, and we can pick out that holy of holies seat. where we can get in contact directly with God. All of this is a picture of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Solomon is also a picture, painting a picture, a it type mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And in not so much of the of the although he does have a lot of beauty and treasure and grandeur about him and his mm-hmm. reign. Not so much like the abundance that we see in the temple of Christ, but how a a leader will one day mm-hmm. perfectly rule and his that's, people. That's true, and and be untouchable by his enemies, right? Yep. Only for a short period. You said what? What it was? You said thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven years, Solomon. If thirty-seven years, of the, and and that seems like. Nothing. From the, temple, <laughs> from the temple till his son takes over. So I can't remember. We said, but I can't remember how long David is 40. actually on the throne. But it's not. It's 40. It's about 40 about years. About 40. And then, and you have about 40 years for mm-hmm. Solomon. Mm-hmm. 
but the greatest point in their history is under those two leaders. You have some really good points under Hezekiah, mm-hmm. right? Some good things happen there. But when you're talking about like, they're not afraid of enemies. They're, they're, they're prosperous. They're blessed. The people are united in the worship of God. We just went through that in the last few chapters. Mm-hmm. They're fully devoted to each other and their, their nation, and, and they're they united together. They have a vision, united vision. Musicians mm-hmm. that we talked about, and mm-hmm. the praise and the worship, and they're all together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like that long of a time, does it? No. And, it and it's over. And it's done. But we're gonna. Forty years. You're, you're, you're. That's my lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's one couple life, generations. That's one ge- right. Right. Mm-hmm. Couple generations. And then. I want to read something from the New Testament before we even read in First Chronicles or Second okay. Chronicles. This comes from Matthew chapter six, <clears throat> and you guys know what I'm going to read. I think the minute I say it, you're going to know and say, "What are you doing here?" But if we go to Matthew chapter six and we go to verse nine, the disciples ask Jesus, "How should we pray?" And mm-hmm. Jesus gives them a model, and what he says to them is. So simple and so short, like you can read it in just a couple seconds, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. prayer, but in the prayer that Jesus gives is absolutely every key that we need to know when we're talking to God. Mm-hmm. It's all in there. He left nothing out. And and that's not tonight's lesson. I'm not going to go into that. I want to read it though. It says, verse 9, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And that's just, what's he talking about? Jesus said, disciples say, how are we supposed to pray? Jesus says, you need to pray that the kingdom kingdom comes. comes. And And in Matthew, in uh, in the Beatitudes, he tells them how the kingdom's going to work. Yeah. This, this, these are the rules to the kingdom. See, mm-hmm. it, it's upside down from what you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's completely inside out from what you think is, mm-hmm. is expected. As always. Because the kingdom of God is not fallen. It's not broken. It's not full of sin. Yep, and, and when he of... describes how it's supposed to work, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Right? And that'll work only when the righteous, righteous rule. Because the right ruler will be in control. The right, mm-hmm. and the righteous, when the righteous rule, right, mm-hmm. the people rejoice. And I, th- and I said this to you before we started, and I guess I'm going to say it again just because it's, it's been impressed on my mind. We have been for the last several weeks and months talking about, get ready. Where are you? Are you in the right place? Where is God using you? Are you being faithful? Can Wake up. Can you do what you do? Wake up. Come on. Get ready. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like all of our lessons, and I, even our Sunday school lesson, which isn't involved here with battle ready, but even God our Sunday school lesson that together. is he going to be about this very same thing. <clears throat> Kingdom's coming. Kingdom's coming. The king is coming. But I, you, we've got people, I guarantee you, we've got some people that when we say that, and I just read that, mm-hmm. they know exactly what I'm talking about. And you've got some people that have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I say the kingdom is coming. And, he, is and when what, Jesus says to his disciples, this is what you should be praying. Let your kingdom come. He promised And let it that, work right? here like it does in he heaven. He promised Abraham that he, in Abraham's covenant, if they bless you, I'll bless them. If they curse you, he promised them on over in the covenant, if you be with me, I'll be your God. I'll t-. He's promised them that there's going to be a ruler that sits on the throne of their father David. David's going to be the father and there's going to... I mean... He's told them in steps all through the Old Testament, look for the kingdom because it's coming mm-hmm. and it's going what, to be here. So, What for, do you mean by that? What I mean by that is there is going to be, and this is over in Revelation, and it's there's lots of places that it alludes to it and lots of Old Isaiah. Testament and Ezekiel and as I, Isaiah is loaded with mm-hmm. it. And Zephaniah, all, all of the prophets allude to a day when Christ or the Messiah, or the person who... The golden age. Is going right? to sit on the throne. The one we Physically keep... on earth and make right all those things that have been wrong. It's the kingdom we've all been looking for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, what, it's not why, It's why young people join political parties. Mm-hmm. It's why protesters gather in the street. Mm-hmm. It's why... Because this isn't right. right? It's why mothers meet and, and form organizations to try to change laws to keep their kids safe. Yeah. The, what we're saying is, this world is not right. No. And I am looking for, to make this 
the way it ought to be. It ought to be right. Mm -hmm. And it would be right if we could just fill in the blank with whatever your thing is you think would make it right. And we all know that. A human recognition that it's not right. We don't always give credit where it's due. We don't always acknowledge that it's really a God thing. It's like what you said earlier about Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. saying what about these these things? aren't your problems the problem <laughs> the, is you think these are your problems right right but these are your but problems. the problem is <clears throat> what did how'd you say billy graham said it's sin death and hell and hell and that's sin, the problem because that's the problem you since gotta the solve. beginning it's been covered up and um we're deceived by and we're we fight about the wrong thing when the real thing fixes it and we've discussed this not in the same way, but we've discussed this before in Battle Ready and in this Bible mm-hmm. study. Like, we're praying for the kingdom to come. Mm-hmm. Is the kingdom here? Mm-hmm. Are we end. part of the kingdom? What, where, do, where do we right? Where are we what, Jesus said, when he's being interviewed, not interviewed, that's the wrong word, but when he's being mm-hmm. interrogated by Pilate before he goes to he the said, cross, are you, are you and then he, he mm-hmm. says, if if my kingdom were of this world, then my people would, would fight. Mm-hmm. Right? Not. But it's not. But is it now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That there's this, am I, are you part of the kingdom right now? Is Jesus Christ is the king who will sit on David's throne forever? Spiritually, yes, I'm part of that kingdom now. Do you think that even, even not, and I don't mean like physically, but I do. But do you think as, as physical human beings on this earth, this is where I'm going, and I don't mean to, don't let me lose mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. It's, but I, I've been thinking a lot about this lately because I have a lot of really interesting discussions with the young people in my house that are graduating and, and graduating college and getting uh, my baby is 15. She's going to be getting her driver's permit. When we have all these conversations of what is lawful or legal for a Christian to participate in and what is not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these things that we talk about and we talk and talk and talk. And I said, I think the heart of the issue is not what can I get away with doing? I think that's completely, that's a, that's a trap. That's a, Mm -hmm. the the heart of the issue is what am I living for? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Which kingdom do I belong to? Mm -hmm. And if this, and if I can find a way for this thing that I'm asking, am I allowed to do as a Christian? Because I believe a Christian has liberty. I believe a Christian is he who is set free and he is free, free indeed. indeed. And, and Paul says all things are lawful, but not all, all things, things are expedient. Are expedient. Or not all things are worthwhile is what mm-hmm. he's saying with that or, or helpful. And I think if you could change your focus to is this thing that I want to participate in. Can I glorify God with that? Mm-hmm. Does that bring honor to my Savior? Mm-hmm. Is that the kingdom I belong to? And if you can say yes, go, go for, for it. it. And if you can't say yes, but, uh, why are you wasting your time with that? And on the other side of that right? argument is kind of what our lesson is today with Solomon. Yes. You can't get so blessed by God that you think, oh, well, that doesn't pertain to me. I can I can handle that. I'll handle that sin. I'll handle that thing yeah. God has said no to because I'm smart enough to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm so smart that I can put that and in I, its proper and, place. And it's sometimes you forget that you're so smart because God did that. But Solomon does, he's guilty of that. I like and I like the thought, up. I like the conversations that you're having with my we grandchildren. We are, we're, we're having a couple. And, and that makes, to a young person, honestly, that makes more sense than no, because, you know, because sometimes you do things and nothing bad happens. That's true. Right? And sometimes you do things. And it's immediate And trouble. it was really fun. And, <laughs> and, and, and I really got away with something. But just because, it, that's not really the issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is, what is your life mm-hmm. dedicated to? What are you a part of? So, what, where do you identify? So I guess, again, before right? we start our lesson, Christians and listeners what and Addison Church, to? where are you? So I do believe, we, we, I don't want to leave that before we explain that a little bit better. I do believe in the literal reign of Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it, people call Scripture that the millennial kingdom. I believe in a that. A thousand years, <clears throat> and I think there's, I think you there's one You can disagree with me and still go to heaven. But yep, I, I yep. totally believe in that. But I think we're part of the kingdom right now. I do too. I do too. We're an underground kingdom. We have been since the day he ascended into heaven. He yes. told us to occupy. So, and you, you know, we were, we're commanded to go out and preach the gospel. I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I am part of a kingdom. I'm in this world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not not doing something because, oh, that'll just 
destroy me. Yeah. I'm not doing that because that's not part of what I'm what I am. Mm-mm. Correct. This is what I am. And we need to strengthen ourselves with that right? instead of <clears throat> being ashamed of that. And again, I can make really good reasons for why you shouldn't do things, but the best reason is because I've got something better to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right? I'm part of an and, other and and the other <clears throat> thing is, and I said this to Adam one day, the the real guilt in wanting to do some of the things you want to do is you want to say God's not good enough I can handle this I can do this I can get by with it and, and you, maybe I'm strong you can. enough and I can do this and maybe you can maybe you can but, but why but why would you why <clears throat> what, what are you trying to prove what why are, are we always it's not trying even to prove step to me it's like what are you trying to accomplish why are we always trying to step outside his guidelines that he gave us on purpose to bless I us. don't believe Christianity is a list of don'ts. I don't either. I don't. I do think it's a list of do's. I do too. And I do think it's very, it's it's a change from, am I living this life for me? Or am I living this life for something so much greater but you and have better to be careful. than me? I guess when, when, and you know, I used to think it was just for teenagers, but it's not. It's for adults. Oh, it's for it's me for at 45. Everybody. I'll be 45 in August, and it's for me. I'm learning some of these lessons. And it's right for me as an old person, too. There are the, There's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. There are things that you feel like you're missing if you or don't get to do that. Or, or you're not, you know, how come they get, I'm not, what are you? That's, what is right. that? That's coveting, right? That's that's that. Don't don't look over there it's and want what they got. It's a trap. <laughs> it's, a it's trap. absolutely a trap. <laughs> you, it's a wrong. You can question. justify it, but it's a trap. So let's get into Second Chronicles as we see this picture painted of a king that's coming. This is Solomon's literal reign, but we're going to make connections to Christ all mm-hmm. through this, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if I'm not studying it and seeing Jesus, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. If you're ever reading the Bible mm-hmm. and you're not looking for Jesus, you've missed the point of the book. Mm-hmm. But so, it's interesting yeah. too. In the midst of doing that, to notice what things you pick up on as we read through this, that Solomon mm-hmm. thought he could Side handle step. on his own, <laughs> yeah, right? For because sure. Because we do that. As human beings, we do that. That's why we are never the perfect king. Never. Right? Thank so, God we have a king coming. Second Chronicles chapter 8, verse 1. Do you want to read everything? How do we want to do it? Just read and then I'll, maybe we'll stop somewhere. Okay. <laughs> verse, chapter 8, verse 1, Second Chronicles. And it came to pass at the end of 20 years, wherein Solomon had built the house of the Lord and his own house. And I have to stop right there. <laughs> because 20 years have passed since what we the last did chapter. last chapter <laughs> yeah. to this chapter. And that's a something in Scripture that if you're not really careful... It uh, doesn't always tell you how much time has passed. We in said this he's going to 37 years for the total reign. So okay. we've got more behind us than we've got ahead of us. Well, at and this it was point. 37 years at right? the, at, from the temple to right. the reign, so, to the end of his reign. Because he just so, got yeah. inaugurated. But that means that like he's he's reigned he's, for a longer time than he's going to reign. Right, right. He's got some experience yeah. under his belt is all I'm now, saying. Yes, yes. Yeah, and but, it's been good years. But the other thing is, too, is Scripture doesn't always tell you that. Right. You can go from chapter to you chapter, and carefully. you have no idea how much time has mm-hmm. passed. And you may wonder, wow, in this, how could that happen when just yesterday it was this? It's not so let me like ask that. you this question. Cause, so I will be married 26 years in November. Does it seem like that? No. How fast things... And when I think about my marriage, I think, like, I think about what's happening here with Solomon. Like, when you first get married, everything is so deadly serious. And everything is so... You you don't want... You want to make sure that you're doing things right and that you're not hurting each other's feelings and you're taking time for one another. And you're so serious. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's after 20 years in, and they've been good years. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect years. Good grief. But good years mm-hmm. you kind of get lazy mm-hmm. and you take for granted that i love him he loves me we're just here together you don't worry so much about making sure that you spend time together you don't worry as if you're not careful do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yes and then what happens when you get those comfortable lazy some of that's good mm-hmm. but some of that is oops mm-hmm and that's, that's Solomon true. right that's here. Solomon right here. Because what Solomon has had was this huge, amazing beginning. And we had where he so many sacrifices we had to bring in extra it. people, right? Mm-hmm. Inside and outside. And it took weeks. And no, and I'm not I'm not trying to jump ahead, but I'm just saying, but twenty years in mm-hmm. you've you've he presumed upon the goodness of mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you've thought, you know what? Uh it, it's been really good. Look how God's blessed me. I've got some wiggle room here. 
Is that called presumptuous sin? I think we're all guilty of that. I know I'm guilty of that in so many ways of just thinking, you know, doing these right things has given me right results. But now that I've had them, like, maybe I don't have to be as strict as I was careful before. as I was before. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can let things go a little bit. And this is this is human mm-hmm. and real. And this is truth. Yes. And I think that's exactly why Scripture has it recorded that way, so that, that you take years. a minute and you pay yeah. attention. Okay, so it's come to pass at the end of 20 years, it says, then verse 2, that the cities of Huram had restored, which, which Huram, Huram had restored to Solomon. Solomon built them and caused the children of Israel to dwell, to dwell there. we got to stop there for a minute. These are things Saul lost. David reclaimed some. But God in this peaceful blessing because of David for Solomon. It's da- God promised to bless Solomon for David's sake. And David has reclaimed territory that's around the edges, some of them by his friend, mm-hmm. the king that we read mm-hmm. about in other chapters, and he's reclaimed some of these cities. What, what that's telling you is Israel's at peace. Mm-hmm. It right? is telling you that Israel, it's expanding Israel is territory. Peace, but if you remember, Solomon also gave cities to Hiram. I don't know if, I can't remember right now if it was a down payment or it was in earnest yeah. or it was in But whatever. again, that's but relations, he, but he allies. But he didn't like them. And he gave them back. Yeah. Because remember, he was the sales, he was the boat guy. He was mm-hmm. the, the ocean yeah. seas. And I don't think these some of the cities that, that Solomon gave him were that. But he, he was displeased with them. It doesn't actually it say just, why. And he gave them back. So these cities that he gave back to Solomon, Solomon builds them up mm-hmm. and causes the children of Israel to, to expand, mm-hmm. right? To They're grow out outside peace, of their expansion, mm-hmm. prosperity. And I think you're going to see that a lot. You're going mm-hmm. to see a lot of commercialism. You're going to see a lot of business. You're going to see a lot of trade. You're going to see a lot of, you know, uh, enterprise. The you know we're going to make a league here. We're going to do this there. We're going to make sure the route goes this Solomon's way so it benefits brilliant. us. And it, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's very brilliant. Smart. Yeah, he knows how to negotiate things. City he knows planner, how to, national planner. He's, he's a, a good ruler. He is. He knows how to bring good things into his people. That, that's mm-hmm. God has blessed him with that. And then it says in verse three, and Solomon went to Hamath Zobab, Zobab, and prevailed against it. And I think that's the only city that I can think of right off the top of my head that Solomon goes after. But he goes and gets that city, so he it's a war of sorts. Which was easy for him. Mm-hmm. Because he Successful. went and prevailed. Right. And he built Tadmor in the wilderness and all the store cities, which he built in Hamath. That's just to hold cities. your treasures because you can't hold them all in Jerusalem. And you can't have them all in one place, right? right. And verse 5, and he also built Beth Horon, the upper, and Beth Horon, the nether, fenced cities with walls, in other words, gates, forts. and bars. Mm-hmm. So where there is even the possibility of tension with an enemy, he's got a I've fort. got a fort. And he's got store cities mm-hmm. where there's supplies. And walls he's, and now gates he's and got bars. Asians. Yep. Security. And Baloth. and Does it sound like America? Kind of. And verse 6. Prosperity, security. And Baloth and all the store cities that Solomon had, and all the chariot cities, mm-hmm. and the cities of horsemen, and all the Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem and in Lebanon and throughout all the land of his dominion. So he's not just thinking he's of successful. Jerusalem. He is going through all of the land of Israel that they occupy at the time. And he's making sure everybody has And we know abundance. why he's successful. Is in the last chapter. God said, if you'll do these things, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll pour on you all these blessings and these securities. And mm-hmm. You won't have anything to fear from your enemies. And, and everything God promised, he's doing. He's done. Uh-huh. He never does it. He's doing it. So then we get to verse 7. And it says, as for all the people that were left... It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Of the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Which were not of Israel. Which were not of Again, Israel. Again, not because of their race. Those who had not <laughs> Where become, were they supposed remember to be? in the Jewish law, we've said this many times in this Bible study, they could be mm-hmm. part of this. All they had to do is bow to Jehovah. They mm-hmm. had to follow what God had put out for them to do. They could be a part of this. Mm-hmm. But these are the ones that are not. And at verse 8 right? explains it even better <clears> because it says... But of their children, who were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel consumed not, them, those guys, them, mm-hmm. did Solomon make to pay tribute until this day. So, he so was who at peace are with these them. people? These people are the ones they sh- that when they, they came into that promised land, they were supposed to get them out of there. But when Joshua and Caleb both pass away, instead of completing what God would have them to do, they compromised with it. 
mm-hmm. and they're still here, not becoming a part of mm-hmm. this household, which they would be able to do, mm-hmm. but refusing to be. But refusing to be. But while he's got his peace and prosperity, his expansion, they are under tribute. So it's made clear, you know what, there's consequence to mm-hmm. not being fully part of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And but they're at peace with them. Even, and, uh, right. Yeah. And verse 9, it says, But the children of Israel did Solomon make <clears throat> no servants they're free. for his work, but they were men of war and chief of his captains and captains of his chariots and horsemen. It's good, it's good to and be And these Israelite. were the chief of King Solomon's officers, even 250 that bear rule over the people. Mm-hmm. So, in this land that belonged to them, Solomon None of is God's the king. Are slaves. None of the people of God are slaves. They're actually rulers, or they're mm-hmm. chiefs, or they're officers. He's or made them, in Bible speak, the head and not the tail. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's made them the head and not the tail. And the verse that I can't <clears> think <throat> of, the whole verse to get it, is... You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over I'll many things. I'll make you things. ruler over many things. And I want you to know and that although Solomon is wise and good and amazing, this is not because of Solomon's doing. God said, I'll do this for Solomon you. Solomon is doing, or not Solomon, God is doing this, this is, all. This is all of it, including his ability to rule, is of the grace and, and providence of God. And his ability to be smart and mm-hmm. his wisdom and his proverbs and his, all of those things. That came from God. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, and Solomon brought up the daughter of Pharaoh out of the city of David unto the house that he had built for her. For he said, my wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel. Full stop. Because the places are holy whereunto the ark of the Lord has come. Okay. Now we have to stop at 11 right here. Now, first of all, you guys have all heard this about Solomon that he had a a thousand wives and 700 concubines or yeah. 700 wives and 300 wives concubines, and concubines or whatever it is a thousand women <laughs> yeah. I am, I've am. i heard my dad preach about that many times and say I doubt he even knew them all probably didn't even know who they all were because what we're doing is making alliances <laughs> what we're doing is is also ungodly and not well advised no. by scripture but what he's doing here with the 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 Sparrow's daughter now what's, you know he what's knows this is wrong, wrong and not what's pleasing the first to God. Wrong. No, not no, not don't go into that part yet. But okay. What is the first wrong thing you see that makes you go <gasps> when you read that verse? The daughter of Pharaoh. The daughter of what did he tell them when they left Egypt? Don't do that. Do not go back and make <laughs> no. league with them. Don't go back for horses. Don't go back it for chariots. It comes up again. And don't go back Isaiah for things. And Ezekiel don't go and back all through the stuff. kingdom that you're going to lean on. There's a verse in Isaiah that said you're going to lean on Egypt. And it's going to be like leaning on a piece of cane that goes through your hand. Like you lean on it for support and it's going to hurt you worse than if you just stood there on your own. Here we go. And we start. But why is he marrying the daughter of Pharaoh? Because Pharaoh is influential and powerful. I'm going to have peace with Egypt and I'm going to have this alliance. We're I mean, assuming this is, that's this why, is right, right? Well, and you get a little more but, look at that if you go back to Kings, which we're going to read, mm-hmm. why he's doing these things. But you know he knows. Yes, here's that. That's the you part know of. he knows by what verse eleven says that this is not pleasing to God because he said she can't live in Jerusalem. Mm-mm. But but he said, listen, 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 listen. He says, I know I'm not supposed to marry her. I know this is a bad idea, right? But I'm the wisest man. I'm not. I'm putting words in his mouth. I am the wisest man. God's given me wisdom to rule. He's made me above. All. I can handle this if I put her over here. I hate to say such a thing, but I'll I build her seen, a house over here. I've been in church work a long time. It's not her fault; it's his and fault. And I have never <laughs> seen a fellow yet that can't be taken in by knowing. Well, I know that's you not right. No, it's going to bring and you, you down. No, it's not going to be the right thing. But but I can handle but it. But I can handle it. And the reason I can handle it is I'm not like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody else makes these dumb moves, and I'm not. And they get in trouble. But I'm not going to do that. See, I've got it under control. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to do I'm going to do this thing that I'm not supposed to be doing. But I'm going to do it over here. I'm going to move it over here. That always and, helps. And that way, nobody will ever know. <laughs> You know, that, that's always, and it, it, we, it's funny, but it's not funny. It's, it's not us. funny at all, actually. It is funny, but it's, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It, we laugh because beings. we've seen this so many stinking times. And it's not just men and women. It's it. not just this. It's always when you say, I'm not I'm not like I everybody know else. that's not right, now, I know I some people it. have a problem with that sin. But, but not I me. can handle it. 
Yeah. Right? I've got it under control. So now we're going to, before we go on from 11, we're going to go look at 1 Kings chapter 11, which gives us a little bit more. We're not given all the consequence in Chronicles. We're going to go back to 1 Kings chapter 11, which says, But King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh. But look not who just her, not just but her. Look, women of the Moabites, mm-hmm. who are they? Enemies. Ammonites. Who are they? Edomites. Have not, these are Zidonians, all ones who have denied God. Who are these serve guys? idols, offer their children to sacrifice. These are all the ones that God said, if if you do not get married with these tribes, yes. because what you're going to do is your your children are going to be idol worshipers. They're going to go away from God. They're not going to know the law of God. They're going to be raised and be separated from God. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. And, the, this and, and, goes, and he said, "I if he, there's a prediction, he said... He tells them in Isaiah, you are worse than the people I told you to run out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your sin and idol worship is worse. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And here he is. Because not only this did This very smart man. Chronicle says he married the daughter of Pharaoh. Kings tells you that ain't all he did. Yep. Because once he said, okay, and this is how human nature works. I got I'm going to do this thing God told me not to do, but I'm going to put it over here, away from me. I'm going to show And all the kingdom will see that I know she's not right. I don't know why she married right? her, but I, I know that God is to be honored in Jerusalem. And I made this big showing at the beginning of how much in the sacrifice and how much we were going to serve God. She's over here to the side. She doesn't matter at all. But now we're going to add Moabites and Ammonites and Edomites and Sidonians and Hittites until we have this number Esau that he's building houses for. Right, all these people that we've been trying to get rid of because they fought against said, the children of Israel all along. This will separate you from me. That's what he told him. And it does. And it does. And of the right. nations concerning which the Lord said, and of That's the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of you, shall, you shall not, not go into in them. In other words, don't marry Neither these shall people. they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And there's a little word beside mine that like puts like, if you were translating in English today, might be closer to the way we would say this phrase. He when it says he clave them. to them in love, he cherished them. He's like, this is this is precious to me. All these women and these alliances, these they're precious to me. And Anybody I think he that's thinks, ever had a fourteen year old has heard this phrase. But I love him. Yeah, but what what he's saying is though, I can handle it. I can handle it. You know, I know who God is. I'm faithful to God. They're wrong about this thing, but they're just women. Right, right, right. They're just women. And then look at verse 4. And it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was his, the heart of his father. And look, verse 5 breaks my heart. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, that's a, the that's goddess a false of the God. Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord as did David his you father. You know what that fully says? He was still worshiping Jehovah. Mm-hmm. But what he was doing was saying, I know who Jehovah is. So if I offer sacrifices in these false, and they, they're nothing. They ain't going to hurt anything. It's not going to hurt anything. Isn't that just the way we think? Except his children saw that. Mm-hmm. And except his nation saw that. Mm-hmm. Right, and these strangers living among them that at one time were given tribute because of how great Jehovah had blessed this nation saw that, mm-hmm. and don't and forget saw this that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know the one true God, and you're making sacrifices in these temples to Astoreth and these other fall. We, you are above us. You are the head and not the tail because Jehovah is God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now you're going off. You're looking for something else. Then I did, think Solomon, I honestly think Solomon's bored. Then Solomon, <laughs> then did Solomon right? build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab. They offered their children. In the hill that is before they Jerusalem. burnt them alive on and, Chemosh. And for Moloch, yeah. the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incest and sacrificed unto their gods. So, that breaks my heart to hear Solomon do that. It breaks my heart. And I honestly do think Solomon had spoke. We, last he chapter, talked to God. God spoke with Solomon. Twice. God made promises with Solomon. God warned him about this very said, thing. if you follow me, I'll do this. And he warned him about don't. this very thing. Mm-hmm. But Solomon said, I got this under control. Mm-hmm. 
Or it's not that big and of a deal. Then he very, I know God said that, but born. he doesn't mean that. He very rapidly... He's not really going to not do that. ...forgot how he got where he was. He very rapidly thought he'd cause all this to come to pass. Don't we do that? I mean, don't you think we do that sometimes mm-hmm. when we work our way through something and then we get to the other side of it and then... By the grace of God. And then we re- we we somehow think we mm-hmm. did that all on our own and it wasn't... And did it didn't not. have anything to do with God, but it had everything to do with God. And Solomon predicts his own doom because Solomon in the Proverbs says it's not the way a man begins. It's his ending. Mm -hmm. And Solomon's ending is his heart's not with God. And it says in (laughs) verse 9 of 1 Kings chapter 11, And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. He's talked to God twice. I think if he asked Solomon, he'd say, well, this is the true God. God. Jehovah's the true God. I've talked to him twice. Mm-hmm. I, this temple, I built for Jehovah. Look, it's better yeah. than anything I built for these false gods. Look what, look what I. This is what Saul. Look what I did for God, and not look what God's done for me. Right, and then and these some, are all lesser things. These are not as important. See, look, I built the temple. But there's right? also that piece. Um, remember that part where Paul says. Um, we know that sacrificing to an idol doesn't mean anything. I think that Solomon doesn't think it means anything, but he did it, mm-hmm. and he, and he led the nation. And God's it. angry because he did it, because there's a bunch of other pe- people watching that are following Solomon's example. That I don't think Solomon has it under control, but there's a bunch of people that don't have his ability to say, "No, this is God," but this I'm pleasing these women they're away from their homeland this is their tradition i'm gonna i'm gonna be tolerant of this right sounds like he's a real man in the house right i'm I'm gonna i'm not gonna force them to give up things they believe i'm gonna be open-minded and generous right but the people watching you solomon are saying well if it's okay for him it's okay for me Mm -hmm. and what we end up with when we turn our heart toward god and we think that we did this and we don't say, look what God did. What What's ironic, and it's a cycle in the scripture. You can find all the cycle mm-hmm. repeats to the yep. New Testament. The, if you want to see where a nation is with God, whether they're right with God or not, look at how they treat their children and their women. And you see it in the nation of Israel over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. When they turn from God and they think, boy, I'm doing good, the training wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. And the violence begins, and we've got child sacrifice. We've got that mm-hmm. devaluing of human life mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. And honestly, this this with the thousand wives things that everybody laughs at, God warned them through Samuel about A this. Long time ago. He thought that was horrible. We yep. think it's funny. God said He's going to take your daughters. He's going to take. He's going to take the. He's going to take the best that you have. It's just going to be wasted mm-hmm. on it. This wasn't right. This is not how God designed it to be. Nope. And, and you can see that every time mankind comes into his kingship, instead of the king of kings ruling, that's what we end up with is, is that But the other piece of that, that is it didn't come overnight. 20 years. Yeah. We've had some time. I can handle it. We've had some good experiences. Mm-hmm. We've had some easy roads. We've had some abundance. I've said this before, sorry, but there's a, a preacher, Richie, and I used to listen to early on, still do, Glenn Matthews. I don't know if you've ever heard him on the radio, but one thing he said was the hardest part in a Christian's life, the beginning's real exciting. And he said, mm-hmm. honestly, he's an older man. He said, the end's kind of exciting too. Mm-hmm. Thinking about going to heaven. But he said, there's that study part. That's where you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because in the study part, you forget to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you forget to dedicate yourself to the Lord. You forget that He's number one, mm-hmm. and you start thinking, "Oh, I got this." <laughs> and He said, "That's where the trouble lies." And I think He's right about that. I think mm-hmm. that's true in a marriage. I think that's true in a church. I think that's true in our relationship with God. And with people, that we get to that place where we're in that steady part, and we t- we just take for granted that we know what we're doing, mm-hmm. and somehow get deluded. I, th- I think that's a big trick of Satan into thinking we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we forget to we forget where all of the blessings. And it's a trap. It's a trap. <coughs> <coughs> back to Chronicles. <coughs> well, I do want to say before you go back to Chronicles, that in Set First Kings, he tells Solomon very straight up, "This mm-hmm. is wrong. You right. did it wrong, and I'm going to take the kingdom from you." And the consequences after 37 years. 
40 with David, 37, so, right? 77 years of real, real good. Mm-hmm. You're going to, the kingdom's going to, what, what happens when we sin? What happens with our hidden sin? Not just Solomon's, ours. Today, what, you, what you're hiding and doing, look, you're like, you know what? I know God is real. I want to go to heaven. Jesus Christ is my Savior. I love the Lord. But I'm going to put this sin over here because I can handle it if it's over here. I'm only going to do it once in a while. I'm going to give myself a limit on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to control it over here because I'm not like everybody else and I can handle it. But what's, what's amazing about sin is like cancer. It really is. Everybody thinks they can handle it, and you can't handle it because it grows and it spreads. And the consequence of sin is always the same. It's division. <coughs> whether we're talking about the Garden of Eden or whether, and, and they're split from that good relationship with God or we're talking about right here when the kingdom is split into permanently until he rules and reigns on earth, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a mint. Do I don't. Sin brings division. I'm choke. I'm s- <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. It splits us up. It, You know, I don't mean to take away from your that's point, okay. but that's very true. It is like a cancer. It is a perfect example of a spiritual it's slow cancer. slow growing. It, it, right? may not, it may or may not be. It depends on what it numbs you to mm-hmm. or what it takes away from you. <coughs> but you'll never be able to avoid the division. No. Nope. Right? And that's right. what's coming for Solomon. And verse 12, now we're back in Second Chronicles 8. <coughs> Sorry. You might have to read a bit. Oh. (coughs) Verse 12, right? Mm -hmm. Chapter 8, verse 12, 2 Chronicles. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings unto the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built before the porch. Remember, he made that because they were so dedicated to God, they had to go inside and outside Mm -hmm. for sacrifices. Even after a certain rate every day, offering according to the commandment of Moses on the Sabbaths and the new moons and on the solemn feasts three times in the year. Guess what? He's still really religious. He's That's, that's the point. He's still He's doing still all the doing religious things. The religious things. He's going through all the ceremonial things. He's going above and beyond the sacrifices required by Exodus and Leviticus. He's doing more than he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's why he thinks he's got it under control. Because, mm-hmm. see, I have not lessened my service to God, he says. Mm-mm. I haven't That's taken right. anything away. I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do. And it's even the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Tabernacles. And he appointed, according to the order of David, his father, the courses of the priests to their service, very involved to make sure everything is done right and correct. I'm just skipping down to verse 15. No, wait, wait, don't skip. And the Levites to their charges to praise and minister. He didn't. Remember, David set him Mm -hmm. up and said, this is what all y'all are supposed to do. And he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He he makes sure that they do. They departed not from the commandment of the king and of the priests and Levites concerning any matter or concerning the treasures. Now all the work of Solomon was prepared unto the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord and until it was finished. So the house of the Lord was perfected, is completed. Then went Solomon to Zion Geber and into Eloth at the seaside in the land of Edom. And Hiram, this is our partner that helped him to build the temple Mm -hmm. and build his ships, sent him by the hands of his servants, ships and servants that had knowledge of the sea. And they went with the servants of Solomon to Ophir and took thence 450 talents of gold and brought them to King Solomon. And I don't think we're going to get to chapter 9, but just to introduce chapter 9 and chapter 9. We got about 15 minutes. So, well, we won't be able to do it all, but but just introduce that. But don't, don't miss the fact that Hiram, he's still friends. They're still friends. He's the sailor guy, Hiram. Hiram is a sailor guy, but he doesn't have a port. Solomon has the ports, but he doesn't have any sailors, right? So he, well, they work together. They work together here to do this. They do work together. This is a business agreement. But but Tyre is like, they've got all the knowledge and the ability when it comes Mm -hmm. to, there's there's some interesting history if you want to dig into. But um, in the next chapter, we're introduced to this Queen of Sheba, who's such a mysterious character. I think it's always funny if, if somebody, but before we even get to that, so, I, I, we said what we were going to do was compare this picture Solomon makes of who Jesus is going to be as king. I said it's not worth reading mm-mm. unless we do that. So mm-hmm. what is it about Solomon that we can link to the kingdom of Christ that's coming? In, in one way is just the abundance. Mm-hmm. When he's reigning for these 37 years that God gives him blessing, just pours blessing on him. The people are satisfied and happy and content. They've and got silver they're like occupied rocks. with good things and they're they're covered over with blessings. They're not slaves. Mm-mm. They're rulers. We talked about that. How else is it like it? it it's peaceful. 
Mm-hmm. We're at peace with all our enemies. We're not, we're, not only are we okay, we're expanding, we're growing, we're well favored. The Bible says when Jesus rules that we just read this in our Sunday school mm-hmm. lesson last week, you'll die, they won't die until they're old and they won't die until they've had a complete good and full life and not mm-hmm. of all these accidents and troubles and diseases. They'll be healthy. They'll plant vineyards and they'll get to eat from them, right? <laughs> they won't be destroyed mm-hmm. or taken away. They'll be at peace. This is a picture that we have of this, right? Yep. The worship that's going on in the temple, it says he never missed a beat. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we know Solomon is not like Christ because Solomon is, is hearts turned to these idols and these things that are going to be judged. But the picture that's painted of that continual worship in God that's done right mm-hmm. and it's put as a priority, when Christ reigns, that relationship is going to be right. Things are going to be done the way God orders them to be done. Without exception, mm-hmm. it's going to be the right way. And when you get to and the second, when you get to the Queen of Sheba part, the nations are going to flow to that mountain. And that picture is what? That picture is not just Israel, Mm-mm. but all the earth mm-hmm. is going to recognize that this and is the king. And they all do, don't they? Tyram and does the different leagues that they make, even with the people that they've already done. What a king you are! Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what they're going to do with Christ. Christ is not the king of the Jews. He is the king of the Jews. Pilate said. Are you the king of the Jews? He said, you said it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He is the king of the Jews. He's king of the universe. Mm-hmm. He's king of, if there's beyond the universe, he's king of that too. All of it mm-hmm. is going to come in and say, this is this is the right one. This is the one that makes all things well. But without but the Solomon, divided love. Solomon's problem is, Solomon is not, Solomon is a cheater. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> so, playing both he, sides. He, he's not devoted to anybody you can't have a thousand women and be devoted to anyone right but christ is devoted to his bride Mm -hmm. and his bride are those that will come into a relationship with him and his bride is not over there his bride is right here where he's at because she's she's in unity and Mm -hmm. in agreement with him Mm -hmm. this is a different this is a different king we look for Mm -hmm. and he's the king right now He's not just going to be the king. He's the king right now. If you're a believer right now, you have a king. Mm -hmm. Above your president, above your senator, above your governor, you have a king. And your heart and his heart are supposed to be united. Mm -hmm. His goals and your goals are supposed to be the same. Mm -hmm. Right? And he's dedicated to what he loves. Mm -hmm. So much so that he died for it. Yes. He gave everything for it. Right? Yep. This is a different kind of king that we look for. And we say, is. Lord, I want your kingdom to come and your will, what you want. That's, the, that's what I wanted to talk about. To be done here just like it is in heaven. I don't think in heaven there's any questioning of the will of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's Matthew, no But we you, do it all the time. I know you started in the New Testament. And I mm-hmm. want to go back to Matthew. And I want to go to chapter, chapter 19. Jesus tells them. Um, well, Peter starts off with, we, we give up everything to follow you. What, what <laughs> I love shall we have? What's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And he said, Jesus says unto them, Verily, verily, I you say unto given you, up anything, that I'm ye give you more. which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken king without his queen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus starts to tell them, "Yes, I am the one. I'm the king you've been looking for." You just don't understand that this first part of my king, this first part of my ministry is suffering and death and the payment of sin. But I'm coming back. So if you just take a step back from what Solomon's doing, comparing him to Christ, humanly speaking, it makes absolutely every, it makes perfect sense to make alliances, Mm -hmm. to build relationships, to what would we call it say networking mm-hmm. with all these other nations mm-hmm. but every time Sol- and, and I'm not saying that it was wrong to do that completely we talked a couple of weeks ago about God told them not to go to Egypt and get horses and mm-hmm. sell and horses and do all these things mm-hmm. and Solomon mm-hmm. says okay I found a way around that 
Uh-huh. I'll do it, but I won't keep it for myself. I'll, I'll trade yeah, them off to these other it. countries. Mm-hmm. And, and I, again, I'll put it over here where I can handle it. Mm-hmm. But what you're finding out is every time he does these things where he compromises, what he's really saying, like if you mm-hmm. peel all the paint mm-hmm. and you peel all the, the gold and the silver and the jewels away from what he's saying, as he goes through these years that he's reigning, he goes from complete and utter dependence on God because God provided, and he said he did, all the treasures to build mm-hmm. his kingdom. God provided the instructions. God provided the peace. Mm-hmm. God pr- provided and the blessing. Time, and then he says, years later, instead of depending on the Lord, I'll depend on all these things I can see and all these people that I know. Because he gave them And these to me, connections right? that I have. And, and after all, this is the wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he it's just puts the all battle. the dependence it's on the, the visible. It's the same battle we fight every day. Should I take that job? Well, I think I but should because every it's this step and this and this. of that is, I don't think God can really... Tell me, help me. Does he know how big I want to be? Does he know how, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. God was good in the beginning, mm-hmm. but now I need to make sure that well, I can keep this, this together. Wisdom, so, you know, you can't be stupid. You know? I can't just not do something because God didn't, you know, tell me I could, right? Logically speaking, there is no, okay, how do I say, how do we say that? It's hard to say that because a lot of times when it makes have. perfect logical sense to us, it's upside down of what God would have us to do. A and lot the blessing, of time. There's nothing wrong with being wise. That we he made have. him wise. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with being a good ruler. He made him a wise ruler. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with enterprise. He made him enterprising. But when Solomon is depending on the things. Instead of the God. And, and that makes sense because I can see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I can't I, see God all the time. God talked to me twice. And I'm sure that but I can't see God every minute. Him. I'm sure there's people around him that are going, well, you know God would want you to do that. Sure, that only makes sense. It's logical. It's logical. It's rational, right? <laughs> Peace. Right. Peace. It, it's rational. It's logical. I can see it. These are things I can depend. And God is asking us: the just shall live by faith. And I wonder that we how have many to things, live by faith. How many things Solomon would have had had he not got too big for himself? And and it's not, God blessed him so much. And it's not. It's not even that he realizes he's too big for himself. And that's the shame in its in of its own self. Because in the end, in Ecclesiastes, or in, I think it's Ecclesiastes, he says, you know what, it, I've been it's with everything and it's nothing. And he, that's, we think, the last book he wrote where he realizes all these things I've pursued outside of God well, mean wait, absolutely nothing. nothing. The word vanity just repeated over and over. Mm-hmm. And vanity means emptiness and frustration. Mm-hmm. He's like, all these things that I've thought, that's, that's the ticket. Mm-hmm. Right there is happiness. He mm-hmm. said, it's just empty i've done all these things and i've i've been all these places and i've and i've ate the finest food i've done everything that Mm -hmm. the world thought was necessary and it ain't even anything Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be a kick in the butt to get there and find out that everything you've done that still ain't it much greater things lie ahead than what lies behind and i wonder how we've got to keep a view of that i still wonder if how much different and better how much more he would have had well, if he'd have just the remained more he faithful had. to what he knew. Sometimes we forget what we know, and we just take off, and we just think, well, I already know that, so that doesn't apply here, but it does apply here. As far as we know, no kingdom's ever come close to the grandeur of Solomon's ever. kingdom no, on earth. True. But Solomon's kingdom is going to look like garbage compared to the kingdom of Christ. Mm-hmm. And Christ's kingdom is what he gave up. Mm-hmm. Right, being part of the king of all kings, ruling through me or using me to accomplish his purpose. Solomon says, you know what? I've got things under control. I'll still do what I'm supposed to do with God, but I'm going to compromise all these things. He compromised away the kingdom. And I don't know if he ever said I'm physically... He's thinking... Sometimes I think we do this, and I, and I don't know if I'll say this well or not, but we think we understand. We rely on our own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding, right? Because I I see things and it uh, it makes sense. Why wouldn't that be right? Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's not a good thing. Everything should be approached with prayer and how do I do this, God? And if that's what you want me to do, okay, let me, you know, protect me from myself though because sometimes I might get this idea and that might not be the right thing. I don't think you have to be afraid all the time. No. But I do think we, we decide what things God can and can't 
have influence over. And when we're so sure we're right, that's when I worry that we're really wrong because our heart is wicked and deceitful. It tells you that. Which leads us perfectly into the verse that I want to close with where Jesus references Solomon and his grandeur. Mm-hmm. It comes from Luke chapter 12. It's verse 17. I just want to read that verse and talk about it for a minute. And we'll, what did you say, 27? 27. Luke 12, 27. And in this, just to set it up a little bit, he's talking about all the things we worry about, all the things that, what you're talking about. I'm so concerned that I, that I accomplish this or get this or, mm-hmm. or make this in life. I'm so worried about where my next meal mm-hmm. and my next clothing and my security, security mm-hmm. is going to come from mm-hmm. and what I can depend on. And Jesus, cites, he talks about the birds and the, the sparrows, right? And he said, I know when every sparrow falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, if I know when a sparrow falls, I know what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And then he says this. He says, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. If then God so clothe the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And and when I think about that verse and I compare the grandeur and the splendor of Solomon, to what God has made in this universe, the beauty he's created, the natural world. And this is just, this is a glimpse. Mm -hmm. This is a port, this is a dark mirror, the Bible says, Mm -hmm. of what's coming in eternity, right? Mm -hmm. That's That's what that glass darkly is, a dark mirror. I'm looking into it. Can't really make everything out, but I can get an idea. That's what this world is. And this Mm -hmm. world's pretty great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's broken by sin, but wow, did he do a good job. And I compare like the beauty of the king to the beauty of those lilies, Mm -hmm. those wildflowers in the field. They're not not comparable. Mm -mm. God's created world is even more beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Than Solomon was. And Solomon, it's almost like the King Midas thing, this gilded, Mm -hmm. right? This gilded but not useful versus the real and true kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. This kingdom that's a picture broken by your self-reliance and, and the real always, king. Always, 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 God is more. He's more. Always, always, always. You know, I can't and eat a golden even, lily, but, I, it, but, but look, I can go in the field and smell a real lily. It's alive. It's not dead. And, right? it's, and it says it's not even entered into the hearts of man. It's, we can't even imagine it. We, we try. And we get some glimpses of it from the things that he says, but we can't even imagine how much and what what he has. Solomon would have benefited so much more, even as much as he benefits now, more than anybody on earth, so much more if he had just stayed the right course and not, I guess... I guess and it's not just Solomon that suffers. No, it's his Solomon people. Solomon ca- has his the kingdom kids. to his death. It's his, but his kids and grandkids have a heck of a problem. And his kingdom and, and everyone sons, he had influence over. Everybody has And the problem. nation from that point forward has problems. Mm-hmm. Because of your false idea that you can do what God says not to do because you're smarter than everybody else and you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And you can't. And you can't because sin is sin. Because even if you're not wrecked, and that's the, you wreck the that's next generation. The one, I think that's just a trick of Satan. Right? It's just it a is. trick to tell you, come on, it's okay. You can handle it, see? You don't need to fool with that. You're fine. That's old-fashioned and antiquated. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching that. That don't mean anything. Yeah, it does. Everything means something, right? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Guilty sometimes. His promises are not more valuable than his warnings. Now, what we didn't get into in a lot of depth, and I know we're out of time, so we've got to go, but start thinking about that kingdom that's Mm -hmm. coming. Start thinking about Mm -hmm. how Jesus, when he comes back, is going to have a kingdom, and it is going to have his... The real king. It's going to have the real king, and it's going to have real things. And I'm supposed to, as a Christian, Jesus said, they said, how are we supposed to pray? In other words, like our everyday prayer life. He said, every day you're supposed to have on your mind that the kingdom's coming. He's coming. That there is a king. And I'm going to quote Ryan McFan because I, I just do. The lion's going to roar, too, when this kingdom comes. It's not going to be. There are going to be people who have to learn to come to the mountain, who have to see what's on that mountain of God. They're going to, there's not going to be, it's not all going to be fun for a while for some folks. You know, it'll make it a lot more fun is if we actually understood what the phrase thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven means now if we start practicing that now Mm -hmm. 
Lord, change my wants to your wants. Change what I'm asking for to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And show me how to be a part of something bigger than me instead of just focusing on the list of things that you don't want me to do. Mm-hmm. Show me what you do want me to do mm-hmm. so I can get my eyes in the right place and my heart in the right place and, and my family in the right place so that even if I, if I don't get it all right, which I know I'm not going to do, they see where we're going. Mm-hmm. The next generation has a clue that this is what's supposed to be happening, mm-hmm. right? And that you are just... You are better than anybody can describe you as being. Mm-hmm. I think what's amazing about Queen of Sheba, and we'll say this again next week, I know, is after she sees how much God has blessed Solomon, her comment is, when they told me about you. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. And they couldn't come close to describing so what, what you, you really did. are. Mm-hmm. And I thought all week, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Every week we get here and I tell you how good Jesus is and how much I love him and how he saved me. And he's king of kings and lord of lords. And he's he's the prince of heaven and he's God. He's God in the flesh, right? That's mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I say that every week. But if you haven't known him for yourself, if you haven't given your life to him and he hasn't entered your life, you're just exactly like the queen of Sheba. You've heard about it. But it, when you see him for yourself, it's going to blow your mind mm-hmm. how good he is. It's bigger than I can tell you. He's greater than I can tell you. It's true. He's more. He's more. And he's always better. Always better. All right. Thank you for joining us. Sorry we went over just a little bit. Um, We will. Shoot. I thought we were going to get nine, but we didn't. So we're going to get nine of Second Chronicles next week, hopefully. Lord willing, keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready.